Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We are excited about this show because we have a lot of talent. But when don't we have a lot of talent come on the show? I uh, got to spend a, a weekend in the beautiful city of Chicago at the ITO com- uh, Compass. That's the IT Owners Compass. And wow, I learned so much, met some amazing people there. And we're going to bring on Lori Tishnai for actually a quick cameo to share her experience since she's the founder and uh, president of that. Uh, we'll bring her on in a couple minutes. Andrea, how was your weekend? Happy 50th. Thank you. Uh, 50th for the Fort Finley Playhouse. It was wonderful. But we uh, th- uh, sounded beautiful. I thought it was your 50th anniversary. So uh, that, there you go. <laughs> well, since I'm only 49, that makes that hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. All right. So uh, since I, I know Lori, I just spent the weekend. Uh, at her event, I'm going to actually just give a quick introduction. So Lori Tishnai is a person that is a leader in the IT world. She has built a community of IT professionals, and she really raises the, the bar on helping them serve their customers and to really have cutting-edge information so that uh, they're protecting their clients and really doing things that make a positive impact in the world. So Lori, thank you so much for having me at your event. Well, thank you for being there. Uh, I was really excited uh, to have you there and to bring your energy to the group. So it's amazing that we met just a short time ago, less than a month, if I recall, at Bill Walsh's Wealth Camp Week. And, you know, we were on a panel together. I think you were to my left, if I recall. And we got to speak just minutes. But it's so amazing that when you're in front of a great audience and you have a, a great panel leader, you're able to share a part of your heart that connects because the, the I think my biggest win and excitement was when you wrote the email afterwards, just saying, I, I really appreciate what you said and I want to work with you on some level. And then we had a conversation about your event. And I have to say, um, you're a perfectionist and you really do. Uh, you really are hard on yourself. And <laughs> But I'll tell you, you did a phenomenal event. I do so many events. And what Manny said was so true about uh, you giving your heart, your soul to this event, and man, you couldn't have more things challenge a first uh, a first time host. So congratulations for overcoming it and really creating so much value. I I think that staying ovation was really a compliment to what I said to you the first day is that I'm feeling that they love you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was a uh, it's a uh, it was a tough road. We we had a couple challenges with uh, a couple of different things leading up to the event that were unforeseen that. Uh, that were just unforeseen, and uh, I just kept trying to move forward and, and make it great for everybody that, you know, took the chance to come to the event to help grow their business. So this was your first event, and this is just really a cameo, so we only have, you know, two to four more minutes. I want to just uh, give the audience a little bit of value and then also have them connect with you if they are interested in your community or they want to just connect to people in their area that may be part of your community. So first of all, would you like to share some of the things you learned for people that are going into their first event that may benefit from your experience? Uh, Sure. Well, I I think coming into the event, you want to make sure that you have a, a great team around you that can help you when stuff is not quite going as planned. So having a great team is really important. Um, making sure that you are working hard to add value to the attendees that are coming to the event. Uh, I know that I reached out to almost everybody that was attending when we were first starting to put it together uh, to make sure that we were going to provide the content that they were looking for. So I, I think those are two, okay. two or three quick things. And I want to uh, acknowledge you for being in really good communication with me during the two-day experience to really share your expectations, share what you wanted to achieve, because no matter how on the fly it might have been, it helped me to deliver uh, really a slideshow that would have been different had I not been in communication with you almost every hour. So uh, that slideshow obviously came from my heart, but it was really uh, the feeling I got from the people there. They were really amazing people. (laughs) 
Totally. Yeah, so the, let's the add- people that were yeah the the people that were attending are are small business owners that own IT companies from around the country and. You know, everybody wants to collaborate together. We've been collaborating online and in different groups and forums, and being able to come together in person was just really important for all of us. Because many times we don't have a, a coworker to speak to, so coming to an event like this allowed us to feel like we were part of a, a bigger community or a bigger business, and we have a better support group to move forward this coming year. Totally. I agree with you. So I wanted to just ask two, uh, two other quick questions. Uh, one question was, uh, share some insights that you did learn from your event. I know you were very busy coordinating at, uh, a lot of the time, but tell me something that someone sp- spoke uh, on stage that you actually learned so we can give it to the audience. Uh, well, one thing I think that was very important, what Michael McCallowitz uh, was our keynote speaker. He's the author of The Pumpkin Plan and uh, that's, we really wanted to learn more how to grow our business. And one of the most important things I think he said was he, he found a coach. You know, he had a business very similar to ours. He had a, what's called a uh, managed service provider practice. And he knew that he needed to take his business to the le- next level. So he hired someone that could help get him there. He knew he couldn't do it himself. So I think to me, that was one of the biggest takeaways that y- you always need to, to look outside of yourself so that you can go get that information from someone else. Yes, and I hope Again, that I guess being part Mike of being show. a part of the team. Right. And I hope to have Mike on my show because he was a wealth of knowledge and I had heard him some three or four years ago in DC. And it's interesting hearing him at your event, the information landed totally different. And the one I thing I got is whatever you're doing in the last three years or four years or five years, it's pretty much dictating your growth plan, and it probably won't change that much. It'll be very predictable. And so what he shared with his pumpkin plan really had me re-examine the fact I need to re-read the book and uh, take my notes that he gave. He, he was very generous. His information was invaluable. And also what you said earlier about if he hadn't had a mentor, where would he be now? He'd be, probably be some something, a very small fraction of what he is now. So he, he's a, an incredible speaker, and he did give so much to that community. Mm-hmm. For sure, most definitely. And uh, he, he did mention that he would love to come back and, and talk to the group again. Yes, and that's that's the biggest compliment a keynote speaker can give you is that he really connected. And you had almost every single person in your community um, come to, uh, go into line to meet him, to buy, buy his book. So they really did connect with him uh, at a level that I think he was almost overwhelmed. He was very, very pleased. I saw the, the engagement he had with your guest. No, he was he was super personable, and uh, he you know he gave me several tips at the end and, and encouragement, and you know I even got some messages from him later that you know really really were great. I, I I think having him on really will help elevate people. I've even gotten some messages from everybody that you know they really want to take their business to the next level, and they're they're already working on their plan today. Well, I wanted to uh, just give you an opportunity to give shout-outs. I, I really enjoyed uh, hearing Brian Kearney, even though he wasn't a, a, a key speaker on front stage. He really made some amazing points. But if you want to just take a second to give uh, some shout-outs to some of the people that met, made the difference for you. Yes, for sure. Um, Matt Rodella, uh, he owns TechSite Builder. He, uh, he was my co-host and partner on this project, and I couldn't have done this without him. We were... We were both uh, working very hard to make sure we were communicating the, the, the changes to everybody and uh, working really hard up into the event. And uh, my husband, Bill Russell, was amazing. Uh, he was doing everything in the back end to make sure that everything was going smooth for everybody in the front end and, you know, all, all the speakers that were there. And uh, we also had some uh, uh, podcasters that were helping us before, uh, Marvin B. and... Uh, Jeff Hallish were, and Mike Smith were also promoting the event for us to get the word out into the community. So I really appreciated all of their help as well. It really helped. And your, your MC? And your MC? Oh, my MC. Yes, thank you. Manny Patrick. Oh, my gosh. He's amazing. Uh, he was able to keep everybody on time. He helped us work through the flow, and he kept the energy up the entire time. Uh, sometimes talking about some technical items. 
may not always be too exciting, uh, but he really was able to to motivate us and keep us going throughout the, the two and a half day event. It was he was he was amazing. Yeah, I think he was quite an asset to the event, and he did keep everything on point as well as actually really intuitively understanding how the audience was connecting with you and also the pace. So really, a big shout out to him and Bill. Man, what a, an amazing partner and husband you have. He did an extraordinary job of giving the history of Chicago as we went on the city uh, boat tour at the end of the evening on Saturday. And I had never seen Chicago like that. And those are some of my favorite photos I've ever taken of Chicago. So thank you very much for that. Why don't we go ahead and give a connection to you and to the IT community as, as you wish. So just share how people can follow you and connect with you. Uh, sure. Uh, you guys can connect with me and follow me with uh, my business endeavor and the ITO compass through Lori, L-O-R-I, 360. So Lori360.com is a great way to reach me. And uh, we have a Facebook page that uh, is public facing today. We're going to be filling more pieces in there. We've had a closed group, uh, but we're going to have a public facing one that will help us, you know, business owners in the IT community and, and even just general business owners in general, how to help them grow their business. Um, and that's at the ITO Compass on Facebook. Cool. And I think it's going to flourish with uh, positivity and love and reviews because you really did do the best job anyone could do under those circumstances. And also, even without those circumstances, it was it was a phenomenal event. I, I could tell by the energy when I started to go into the event that people you have attracted are really cutting-edge, top uh, intellectually-minded people, and they really do care about making uh, the world more secure and also more effective and productive. So thank you very much, Lori, for what you do. All right. Well, thank you, Ken, and, and thank you for being there and documenting it, and, and uh, your slideshow at the end of the presentation was just amazing. Everyone, you know, faces lit up looking at all of these things that we did in the last two and a half days. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you, Lori. Have a great day, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Andrea, why don't you introduce our next Cameo guest? I would love to. Heidi Hargraves is a delightful woman. I've had the pleasure of meeting her in person. And she is the founder of this beautiful magazine called Influential People Magazine, which, uh, Ken, uh, the Umbrella Syndicate, has had the pleasure of being in. She's an author, speaker, trainer, a serial entrepreneur, and a publisher of another magazine called the Inter International Fitness Fashion Magazine. Now, while Heidi is hearing impaired, she does not let anything stop her from building a career that has been from uh, originally was a cleaning business that she made into a million-dollar company, and now she's working for Fortune 500s and leveraging her magazine to help everybody really put themselves out in the world. So we'd love to invite Heidi Hargrave to join us. Hey Heidi, how are you? Yes, hi, hi Andrea, and hi Ken. I finally get a chance to talk to you, Ken. How are you doing? Wonderful. You know, you have done so much with your magazines to really connect conversations yeah. and uh, information that really can help people grow and be a better contributor in society. So, thank you so much for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, influential people magazine what we do we feature a lot of people that who are making enduring impact on people's lives around the world and right last right now for August we feature Eric Dooley he's one of the top 10 um, influential um, social media mongol but now for September we're going to be featuring uh, Frank Chankwitz who was the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation. He's going to be featuring in our magazine, Influential People magazine. And then this month we're featuring uh, Melissa Hall, Goldmark. And then she'll be talking, sharing about her story, about her um, son's death and how she coped with it. And most of all, the people who are influential, helping people, and making an enduring impact on their lives, too. Well, I know Andrea recently met with you and got the infamous photo of you with the key smiling card and that you're going to be honored in the uh, uh, influencer edition as well as the mover and shaker edition for someone that really cares about 
uh, sharing the movement of positivity and the importance of positive influencers that create uh, audiences that are inspired to do bigger and better things. So you certainly have done some amazing things. Do you want to give a little shout out to some of the people you've put on the cover? Um, I mean, for Andrea or um, for Ken, either one. Ken. Well, I'm, you, I'm you've had a lot of people on the. You've had a lot of people. You've had a oh, lot of people on the cover. Well, it could be um, many people right now. Lately, we've been covering a lot of people like high icon, high um, visionary and uh, leader on the cover for influential people magazine. What I do, I look for people that who are making enduring impact on people's lives. And just now with Frank, I know he does do a lot. He helps um, all the children and um, that who have terminal illness and get their dreams and stuff. And how I got started with my magazine was at first I started with International Fitness Fashion Magazine. And I was working for a fashion patient magazine, and we were helping people just like what Frank does. And we help people who have the dream who want to become a model. So we used to um, dress them up, take pictures and all that, help to get them some modeling. And then we get them monument shows and stuff like that. That's how we got started. Then they decided to close the business, then I took over. And I made my magazine at International Fitness Fashion Magazine because my experience in fitness field for over 16 years, and plus I had experience in fashion field, so that's why I merged the two businesses together. And then later on, I knew a lot of people who are successful leaders and all that who are making enduring impact people's lives. And then that's how I came across with influential people magazine. And a lot of people love that one more than the International Fitness Fashion Magazine. I don't know how it happened because once I launched it, the magazine grew huge. And now I just have more than 10,000 people following. And now a lot of people have been asking me if they want me to start my own TV show, so Influential People TV, and I'm no nervous about it, but I'm still planning and processing to get that show started, and so okay. nervous about it, too. I'm surprised everybody well, wants to be connect- Awesome. So how do people connect with you? Okay, a lot of people, they connect with me with my Facebook or um, Twitter or any kind of social media, or they also get a hold of me through my um, our website, too, and they email me, and then I go through um, what they do and everything and to get their story. And some, we I have totally, a lot of what writers. That's awesome. So I totally understand, and... We're going to have Andrea introduce our next guest, Richard. So thank you so much for being on the show, Heidi, and I look forward to actually supporting your magazine more. And for those who want to support it more, you can go to www.influentialpeoplemagazine.com to get a free issue that does have the cover of uh, Eric Zuli this month, and um, she will be featuring Frank Shankwitz, like she said, who is the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, coming up as well. So we are so excited to have our next guest, Rich Goldstein. I've had the pleasure of talking with him uh, in the past. He's an absolute doll. And uh, Rich, he's a registered U.S. patent attorney. Now, don't let that um, keep you from thinking that he's not absolutely adorable and fun. He founded the boutique firm of Goldstein Patent Law nearly two decades ago, and he specializes in patent prosecution, and he represents small businesses, uh, startups, and inventors in their quest to obtain patent protection. He's really uh, now to date obtained 2,000 patents for his clients, which is quite a feat, and he has led businesses and sales and personal growth workshops across the United States. He's uh, just a really super talented gentleman, and you can check out a chapter of his book at Patent 
Book.com. And Rich, please welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for that introduction. Um, adorable and a doll, I think, are. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever been introduced with those particular adjectives, but uh, I totally appreciate it, and and I just, uh, uh, I guess, appreciate appreciate the impression that I've made on you to date. So thank you for that. <laughs> those words were from Ken, actually. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I got up at 4 a.m. after reading your chapter and wrote those uh, words because they came from my heart and my spleen. <laughs> Great. So, Rich, uh, let's talk about, uh, I guess, the difference between someone that actually works with you and avoids the patent conversation. So, what are they looking at as far as the liability? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, the difference between someone that, that works with me and, well, the person that works with me and or does something about protecting their IP and the person that avoids the whole conversation, really the difference is typically misinformation. The difference is right. just lack of education or not knowing uh, how things work, which is what intimidates them and scares them away from, from doing something to protect their ideas. And how do things work? Um, well, um, how do things work? Well, well first of all, th there are just different principles upon which patents operate and trademarks operate, and it's really not that difficult to learn those things, to, to gain a little education about that so that you uh, kind of know what it is and, and know how far it takes you and also know how far someone else's IP takes them, so not to be scared away when you see that someone else has a patent or someone else has a trademark. Um, so, so in a sense, that's the, the whole thing is to really – be able to understand what other people have or what you could potentially have with your own patents and trademarks, and it just helps you make good decisions. Um, and in terms of how does it all work, it usually pays to uh, do some research and figure out what other people have created that's relative to your idea, and then assess whether you have something worthwhile, whether you have something that's worthy of protection, whether you'd be wasting your time and money pursuing a patent. So a little information goes a long way to make good to making good decisions. I can imagine. I mean, if you think about it, if you have this amazing idea and someone else has had this amazing idea, and if we look back at history, when people have had ideas, they've happened, ironically, synchronicity at the same time as the one who can probably raise themselves to the patent office to secure that idea that's going to be the one who makes the fortune. Is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, absolutely true. And, um, and it's also important, though, to be the person who knows how to discern whether they have something that's going to be successful in gaining a patent and something which might, might not. So um, the key is to really figure out what other people have invented that's similar and whether you have invented something that's not only different enough to get a patent, but is it different enough to get a good patent, a patent that protects a whole concept rather than something that's maybe for just a very specific way of doing something. Well, I find that stories in this particular, uh, I guess, co concept are probably very helpful to our audience. So you want to give a story that helps someone and maybe a story that didn't help someone because they didn't do what they could have done? Hmm. Um, well, I guess one of the most famous stories is of uh, Mar Marconi, um, where... Um, he got to the patent office first, beat another gentleman by one day, and he ended up getting the patent, and he's, or he's known as the inventor of radio, uh, even though um, there was someone who had been working on it for quite some time before him and uh, mostly forgotten by history at this point. So that's a, an example of how it, it just didn't work out for them. Um, there, and then there are lots of stories of people who did get to the patent office, did get themselves protected, and, um, and in doing so, they were able to either um, safely grow their company because they had the protection behind them that would effectively prevent competition, uh, or they were able to license it to another company that can, can just move forward with it and, and do quite well with it. Edison had an inordinate amount of patents, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, he sure did. 
Um, and, uh, uh, and, and I think um, one of the, other than, than all of the patents that he created, one of the, the best things that came from Edison was that, that great quote that says that invention is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. And I think probably one of the biggest mistakes that people make is to believe that just having the idea is what's going to carry the day when it really does take hard work to get an idea out there. Um, and then it's kind of the antithesis of that quote that if you build a better mousetrap, the world will be the path to your door. Um, because it's not really true. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go out there and you, you make a better mousetrap, you need to bring it out into the world yourself. People aren't going to find you just from the fact that you invented something. You need to also kind of amplify that message out into the world. God bless you. God bless you for that. <laughs> and, and amplify is really market marketing. So, and it comes to the point that there are so many people that have an idea. And Gary Vee, I think, said it really well in a recent blog, is or maybe it was a video blog, is don't have me sign an NDA for your idea. I can come up with ideas all day that don't go to the bank. It's whether you have an idea that you can prove is actually going to have the system, the operation, the funding, everything. So the the idea actually comes to fruition, which is part of why you need a patent because anybody could take your idea that has more money and put all that stuff in place, and then they are actually owning what you came up with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think there's other wisdom in that, too, in that I think uh, when he's describing that scenario that someone is approaching him with an idea, um, and, and this goes for venture capitalists also and investors also, they're not so much judging the ideas, they're judging the person standing in front of them and that person's capability of really following through and, and bringing that vision out into the world. So um, it's, you know, investors don't invest in ideas. They invest in people and, um, and someone like him as well. It's like if he's talking to you about your idea, but he just has no sense that you're someone that could, could bring it out into the world, then he's going to be a lot less interested, even if it's a fantastic idea. Um, and uh, to me, that's why I think one of the, the best things we could do for each other is to empower each other um, to, to follow through and do the things that we want to do in life, to, to believe that we're capable of doing them, and, and really to help people grow so that they can um, kind of stretch themselves out into things that they never thought that they could do. I mean, most of my clients have never pursued an idea. And really, it's that notion that, hey, I know I've never done it, but I can try, and with the right guidance, I can, I can really do something here. That's what sets them apart. I mean, most people never do anything with their ideas, but it, it takes a certain it's, level of belief in themselves just to make that step. You know, I, uh, in retrospect... Uh, uh, some advice I've gotten over the years has been, you have an idea, first thing you need to do is develop your team. You need to have a trustworthy, competent, if not brilliant accountant, lawyer, and IT person because that idea is not happening without those three people. And so to your point, I I agree that most of the things I have done in the past, had I talked to someone like you, would have saved money, time. And it's, it's like the event planner. If you hire an event planner, they're a cost, but if they actually save you a ton of money and avoid the mistakes you would have otherwise made, you are actually saving money and you're expediting your success. I, I actually want to bring Andrea in. She's been texting me with approximately 27 questions, and I asked her if she could keep it down to just a couple. So, Andrea, you have a couple questions? Yes, I do. Rich, you know, one of the things in researching you and researching patent attorneys, it's really important to find out that if you're going to hire someone, they have to be very technically knowledgeable about multiple different types of industries and products. So what about you has led to your success and your in-depth knowledge for the 2,000 successes already? I guess it's it's been my curiosity just from the time I was very young, just very curious about technology and how things work. And um, I used to read about all types of different technology and computers and lasers and whatever. From the time I was probably six or seven years old when I could first read, I was beginning to read some very technical material. Um, and 
then when I, um, when I went to, to college, I studied electrical engineering, and uh, I realized that being an engineer would, would involve working on basically the same thing over and over again, being very much pigeonholed. And it was my curiosity for lots of different things and working on lots of different types of projects that brought me to patent law. So I would say it's a, um, it's a curiosity. Um, it's an ability to, to see what's in front of me and know how to break it down into what's important, um, which, by the way, I consider the key skill of a patent attorney is being able to see something, see what's different about it, and break it down into simple, plain English terms um, so that you can tell the story of the invention, the narrative of why an invention is so needed, um, and then leading into, well, what, what are the aspects of, of what you've created that make it so much better than what other people have done? So it's really storytelling. And um, I guess those things have come together for me in a way that helps me help people to protect what they have. Well, that is excellent. Andre, do you have another quick question, or I wanted to ask one? Well, I knew you had a good one, so I'll go with you. Okay, so I have to say, Rich, if you had a book, and I should say, do you have a book first? Do you, do you have a book that people can read? Um, I do. So um, the, because I've been out there doing this, really seeking to educate people about patents for the last 20 years or so, uh, the American Bar Association asked me to, a book, asked me to write their book explaining to entrepreneurs and everyday people how patents work. And so I did, and I wrote the, the ABA Consumer Guide to Obtaining a Patent. And that's exactly what I, what I did, was, was to write a book that just breaks it down, explains it, um, so that it's not like you're reading a, a it's not like the, the author is expecting you to be a lawyer yourself. The lawyer, not the lawyer, the author, me, is simply just expecting to, um, th that you're an everyday person and, and that, that the concepts can be put across to you in plain English and just using your everyday experience as a way to get these new concepts about IP and about patents. Awesome. And, so uh, how do people And I would just say you can, get it, you can get the book on Amazon. Um, so it's the ABA Consumer Guide to Obtaining a Patent. It's available on Amazon, and it's it's less than twenty dollars. Well, you should make it over twenty dollars. You should make it like twenty one, twenty two dollars. I mean, people are paying for the value of this book. Oh, I agree, and it's the publisher, the American <laughs> Bar Association, and I don't have much control <laughs> over how they do things. And uh, but I'm just glad that it's out there and it's available. And if I tell someone about them about it and they really want to learn, it's, it's easy for them to, to pick it up and have it in their mailbox in two days through Prime. Awesome. Well, I think that's extremely valuable. And it is the difference of people that are thinking about going into business. You need to have this book because it's going to actually give you the information you need to actually give you the cutting edge or to give you the information that you don't have the cutting edge. An edge and should actually rethink what you're doing. I wish I'd had this kind of book when I was 18, and uh, mm. I'm so thankful you are in our, our program today. Andre, any, any, uh, any other question before we uh, exit? No, we, uh, we have a lot with uh, Jenny uh, Craig and Jenny D. So, Rich, although I love you, I'll have to ask you my questions privately. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. And, well, we can, can just, put them on. Um, we can actually. Go ahead, Rich. Uh, I'm sorry? Go ahead, Rich. Oh, I was going to say, and, um, and just in terms of, of providing um, information, there's also free information available. Uh, I created a series of, of six videos that have been watched tens of thousands of time, times that really explain the process. So if you don't care to buy the book, just go to patentvideos.com, and currently you can, you can get an account for free and, and in about 30 minutes learn just about everything that you ought to know before you attempt to do a patent project. So, once again, that's just patentvideos.com, and uh, that's another great way to learn about the process. Well, thank you, Rich. Wow, what it's a gift. Awesome learning. All right, Andrea, if you'd like to introduce our next guest, that'd be awesome. Rich and, I mean, Jenny and Craig will be really great to have on the show since I've met them probably about two months ago. Yes, Craig and Jenny Dumnich. 
uh, a.k.a. Craig and Jenny D. They guide highly successful entrepreneurs, executives, and companies from around the globe to amplify their results by identifying and removing barriers to their personal and professional success. And what they have learned firsthand after 33 years of combined experience as financial executives and through a journey through a life-threatening illness, that your true wealth potential lies in the health of your entire success matrix, including your mind, your body, your business, your relationships, and finances. So we are super excited to have them on. Please, uh, everybody, standing ovation for this lovely couple whose footprint extends globally across four continents and 11 countries to Craig and Jenny D. Thank you so much for being on. Good morning. Good hey, Jenny, how are you? Thank you very much. So it's kind of cool that Ryan Long uh, identified you, me, and probably about 20 or 30 other people in the D.C. area that needed to tell their story of how they are actually creating influence and connecting that to philanthropy. So so cool that we've had three frequencies, one offline and two, I guess, online with the show. So welcome to the show. And I think we should... Uh, Let's start off by sharing the story that you shared at Ryan's event. Sure, absolutely. So we've, we've had an interesting road to get here, as you recall from the event, which is that uh, about five years ago, uh, after leaving my corporate career and going into personal training because I wanted to help other people uh, live a healthy lifestyle on the road, I personally, even though living a very healthy lifestyle of fitness and nutrition, was struck down with mysterious illness, right? And I think that so many people can relate here because it is very common in our society today. I mean, we have over 100 now autoimmune disorders that people are being diagnosed with every day, which really are mystery diseases, right, that nobody has a complete explanation for. And so many times people have these ailments and aches and pains that they just can't identify the root cause of. And after 18 months of spending many, many days in bed, losing 25% of my body weight, and not being able to participate in my business or with my family, uh, I was able to find some answers. And the answers really surprised me, which was that it was everything, all the physical symptoms that I were having were a direct result of what was going on in my mind. And it was baggage that I was carrying with me from early in my childhood and from experiences I had had throughout my life that were causing me to react from a stress standpoint in a certain, in the certain situation that we were in at that point in our lives. And that stress literally caused then all the physical symptoms in my body. And we hear this all the time, but what happened as I began doing all of this deep work with the mindset and changing my patterns around how I dealt with stress, my health came back, our relationship and our marriage changed, the relationship that we have with our children changed with my parents, just Every aspect of our life changed, our finances, and we realized, wow, this is something we need to help others do because so many people focus on improving their lives by working on fitness or nutrition or mindset, but most people aren't taking their entire personal development and professional development and encompassing them into one arena where they're working on everything holistically together and that's ultimately where you find the maximum success and the maximum growth. And that's what's led us uh, to where we are today. That's awesome. Now, you answered I mean, you answered my question and went with the uh, story that you shared. And I liked in the book that you had Craig's view, Jenny's view. So let's uh, actually ask Craig for his view on what it was like to be married and how challenging that was. I'm going to say that was one of the mysteries, Ken, that I was really perplexed with because whenever you see somebody that is physically fit, when you see somebody that is nutritionally fit, and all of a sudden they start losing weight, they go to the doctor, she goes to the doctor, she goes to every doctor, they do all these tests, and she, at the end, she came out crying because the doctor put her hand on her shoulder and said, I don't know what else I can do. And that was something that was very shocking to both of us. And that's where we really needed to take it in our own hands because if they couldn't help us, and that's what most people do, they go to the doctors to figure out all the answers. Uh, We needed to go somewhere else. 
and that's where mindset work really came into play. And I was very surprised because I, I've always been a positive person, but positive doesn't mean that it's a, you know, it's a good mindset. It just means that I'm a positive person. Uh, what I, so what I understood about mindset was really something new and where I was really looking and we were both looking into our subconscious of what was triggering what was going on in our lives. And I remember the first time that actually Jenny worked with our mindset coach and I was like, I was, I was blown away about some of the information that was being shared, how simple it was and how easy it was to start implementing, but it took a little bit of time to get all that implemented. And after she started working, then I actually started working with her, and that's whenever I started seeing my life change. And so what ended up happening was that we started to see Jenny get better, and because it was, it was really rough. There were days that she was not getting out of bed, and there were other days where the kids are like, hey, you know, because we've got five kids, and they're like, well, what's going on with mom? And trying to explain, it was, it was difficult on, on the kids. It was difficult on our marriage to see this happen, especially since we've always been very, very active. And that's sometimes what ends up happening a lot of times with people, that sometimes they get struck down in multiple different ways. And what do you do? Uh, and how do you take care of it? And, you know, most people, once again, go to the doctor the universe kind of told us, listen, the doctor's not going to help. We need to go somewhere else so we can then help everybody else tell our story and really change the paradigm of health in the world. And where else did you go? Once we, once we went to mindset work, then after that, then we had the answers, I mean, and actually, let me take one step back. Uh, Jennifer actually went to a, uh, a ranch out in San Diego, and they added, they took her on a completely liquid, vegan, organic, raw diet, and she was out there for a week. They were giving her all this good nutrition. You would think that being on a liquid diet that she would be losing weight for some reason. But because she was getting so much good nutrition, she ended up gaining five pounds that week. And one of the things that they told her is that we're healing you from the inside, but if, whenever you go back to your situation back home and there's going to be stress there, all of a sudden this is all going to happen again. So what you need to do, Jenny, is you need to get the mindset work, and that's why we ended up doing that. Uh, and from there, once we got her back, then I, shortly later on, I ended up quitting my job in finance, and we started our business. We got business coaching to get our business started, and this is how it all happened two years ago. Is there any time that mindset does not work? Could you repeat that again, Ken? Yes. Is there any time mindset doesn't work? In other words, I believe mindset always works because if you believe that you won't make it or you believe you will make it, a Henry Ford quote, that you create that. So I want to talk about the importance of mindset. Yeah, and, and mindset is what, what we call the glue that holds it all together. Mindset is going to help everything in your life. That is just the bottom line whether it comes to your finances, your relationship, your job, your relationship to your boss, your spouse, your kids, uh, whatever else, whatever is going on in the world, your mindset, which is one of the most untapped things in the world, uh, because I don't believe that the, the big corporations have been able to uh, capitalize on that yet, unlike nutrition or fitness. Uh, that's We're in, I believe, the top of the second, bottom of the third inning whenever it comes to mindset and what the world sees out there. So it helps everybody, and it's huge. Well, I would like to just add, add that mindset's so crucial that it creates a delta 
based on which one you choose. So mindset will actually dictate whether you're on the low side of the bottom uh, of the bottom or the high side of the top. And I want you to respond to that, but I also want to give Jenny a, a chance to respond to that. Having a little trouble here. I was you. Total- can you hear me okay? Uh, now we can. Yeah, okay, now. so I was saying that the, the addendum I would make is that mindset is everything because it's going to dictate whether you are, are powerful or whether you're not powerful. And if you choose one or the other, it's the delta that actually causes the difference in your income and your abundance. Yeah, it, you know, and it's amazing. It's an amazing transformation. So as you're familiar with, we, we run retreats uh, with, with clients around the world. And the amazing thing that we see happen there is that everything really comes back to with our mindset, that we have really four root causes that are, that are creating different behaviors that we have in our life today. And those are uh, worthiness, right? Do we feel worthy of things? Um, you know, do we, it, do we feel that there's scarcity in the world? So do we have an issue uh, around that with how we're behaving today? Are we looking for acceptance and are we looking for safety? And so those four things really drive our behaviors in our everyday life right now. And we have to look back at why we have the beliefs around those four things that we do and how that's impacting our decisions. And then we really, we just rewrite the code within us, right? That's all we're doing. We're just rewriting the code because if we can rewrite the code, we can change how you behave today. And so people will try over and over again through various different personal development and professional development tools to expand themselves in one capacity or another. But many times they spend a lot of time and money and energy doing something and they may see a change for a short period of time and then they go back to their norm, right? We keep reverting back to that norm. And the reason is because we have that code written in us already to behave that way from what we've lived through in our experiences previously. So by changing that code, we can change everything. And I I mean, we're talking, we've had people come in that literally haven't left their house in years because they have such a fear of leaving their home. And if we're able to get them there, we've seen them go out and then create a public speaking business off of that because they now have confidence not only to get out of their house but to get on stage. You know, we've, we've saved marriages. We've saved family relationships. We've uh, just amazing transformations in just a matter of a couple of days by breaking through uh, just some incredible barriers that people have from those four underlying issues. Uh, that we all have to some extent going on in our lives. Well, I'm, I, Andrea t- told me that you're going to be in Philadelphia soon. That was very exciting because we're doing a key smiling book for Philadelphia for the influencers and leaders that are causing community and also causing impact beyond the Philadelphia community. Why don't you talk about that event? Yeah, so we are really, really excited. So uh, you mentioned Ryan Long and City Summit and City Gala at the beginning of our time here with you today, and we are actually partnering as his sponsor for the City Summit Mastermind in Philadelphia, and that's going to be on September 8th, and it'll be from 9 to 5 at the Philadelphia downtown, and we are thrilled to be there because he's going to have influencers and entrepreneurs uh, from all over that that region coming in for this event. And for those of you that are not familiar with City Summit, the work that he is doing from a charitable standpoint is absolutely phenomenal. And we're so excited to be having actually many of our clients flying in even from as far as Chicago to join us at that event, uh, one of which also runs a, um, a charitable organization themselves called Golden Wing Helping Hands, and they actually make and hand deliver care packages on the streets of Chicago and actually interact and connect with those relationships with the homeless in that community. And uh, so we're just so excited to be able to give back in this way and to help support all of these organizations that are creating a greater good in the world. And we will go on actually in May of next year to run one of our retreats in honor of Golden Wing Helping Hands and donate profits from that, uh, that retreat back to that to support the homeless in Chicago. So it's, it's great to be able to not only change individuals' lives, Uh, that we work with directly, but to go on to help people all over the world uh, through these charitable organizations. Well, I am excited because you guys sound like you're going to be great partners to build the Key Smiling Movement at a higher level in D.C. and also obviously Philly and now Chicago, which as you heard from the beginning of the show, we have some great Chicago partners, Bill Walsh and Lori 
from ITO Compass. So why don't we go to rapid fire, and I'm going to ask some questions fast, and you give the answers fast enough so that Andrea can ask her amount of questions. So first thing is we will ask each of you a book to change your life. Jenny, you can go first. Affirmations. Yep. Affirmations uh, by Noah St. John. Okay. And yes, he is amazing. <laughs> Craig? Pick uh, three by Randy Zuckerberg. Andrea? And I would like to know, of, of the mindset, what's the n- number one trick that you have for it, as quick of an answer as you can? Compartmentalizing your thoughts. Positive affirmations. Okay, and a mentor that changed your life. Craig first. My father. My grandfather. Okay, Andrea. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Flying. To be able to heal people with the touch of my hand. Okay, Craig, first, uh, what's a quote you live by? Focus is more important than intelligence. Your life is a perfect example of synchronicity and flow. Andrea, last question. Um, Ken always asks about people's travels, so what country haven't you been to yet that you desire to go to? Oh, my goodness, that's really hard. Uh, South Africa. going to be Australia. We're actually going to go there at the end of the month. Awesome. And Ken, what's yours that you want to go to? You've been to 102. What's the one you want to go to next? I've been to India, but i got to go to Taj Mahal, of course. So that's the the country I should revisit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Rich Goldstein's still uh, on with us, too. Oh, is he? Okay. So, Rich, why don't you share a book that you change your life? Um called Attention Deficit Disorder, A Different Perception. It's a book I read maybe 15 years ago, and, and it really seeks to undermine the pathology notion of ADD, that it's just a different personality type. Well, we are out of time, unfortunately, and all of you were so amazing. If we could ask some, a couple questions online that you can answer, that would be awesome. So thank you so much. You all have been amplified. You certainly made a difference in the world and I do agree with you that mindset and patenting that mindset as it were actually creates the ultimate success so thank you so much for being a part of our hour thank you thank Thank you very much and we will see you next we'll see you in Philadelphia it sounds like and Rich I look forward to connecting with you later to see how we can help you with uh, what you're doing to help protect people's ideas thank you thanks so much thank you thank you We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.